0: G'day guys. In today's episode, we sit down with former Gold Coast Suns player Tom Nichols as he reflects on his time in the AFL, his school footy days with St. Bedes, and much, much more. So sit back, relax and enjoy the episode. Day, everyone, and welcome to episode 27 of the Pressure Point podcast. I'm joined as always with my co host Quinn DeLuca. How are you, mate?
1: Good, mate. Good, good as per usual. I'll tell you what, I think I jinxed this the other day when I said the weather's been kind to us. It's turned to shit today. But... Oh, it's a
0: shocker today, isn't it? Absolute shocker. Yeah,
1: it's, a, it's not great. But coming like, off a Tigers win last that's, night, so that's I'm what I was going to
0: say. I was going to say, how are you feeling after last night?
1: Oh, pretty ecstatic, to be yeah. honest. I haven't seen us play like that all year, so it's good. I yeah. think we might be back. But I won't touch wood just yet. I <laughs> oh, will <laughs> touch wood. Sorry, I will touch wood.
2: Good sign wood, mate.
0: Yeah. But no, we've got, a, uh, we've got a big episode today. We're, uh, we've got a very special guest. Uh, we've got former Gold Coast Suns player and, and former beater boy, more
2: importantly, Tom Nichols. Yeah. How are you, mate? That's the number one. Yeah, good. Good, <laughs> lads. Thanks for having me on. I mentioned earlier, I've noticed a couple of ISO trends Scotty, you got the vanilla top, and we've got a couple of Moeys down here, so hopefully people are listening on Spotify and not on the video. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, mate, it's all happening. We're yeah, well and truly into Melbourne lockdown. It's uh, it's crazy times, but it is good. I then mean, the blonde's going to go very soon, that's for sure. So, um, But no, it's great to have you on, Tommy, um, but we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take it right back from the start to your, to your early footy days and um, yeah, your junior footy, and um, your experiences, you know, going through the ranks there. So we'll we'll take a rock back and, um, yeah, give us a rundown of your your early footy days.
2: Winding the clock back. Jeez. It's a a while now. We're getting old, aren't we, mate? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Yeah. My footy days started when I was about 11, I reckon. So I grew up in country Victoria in a little town called Yarrawonga and, um, sports, obviously Matthew back there, but, um, tennis was sort of my first love. So I played that, um, as a, as a little fella. And then, yeah, when I moved to Melbourne, um, all, the, all the all my mates in sort of grade five and six played footy. So, I started when I was about, yeah, 11 or 12. Um, was obviously, yeah, always just 100 centimetres taller than everyone else. So, I um, was pretty lucky in that regard and, um, yeah, got a look in at um, a lot of sort of rep teams and stuff early on. Um, but, yeah, just sort of fell in love with the team aspect of footy and uh, the camaraderie around it. And, yeah, it's obviously a massive... It was, Bit of a a social vehicle as well. If you seem to be playing team sports and, um, yeah, doing all that stuff together, it it kind of involves you in the group and with people who you grew up with. So, um, yeah, obviously, yeah, really enjoyed my time early doors. As you mentioned, mate, beat a boy through and through, although I left and and ditched you guys for scams in in year 11. But, geez, I reckon those two two school football teams going head-to-head would be pretty good. We had a pretty good beta team sort of early on in those year seven, eight, nine years, didn't we?
0: Hey, that's what I was going to say, mate. I think it was a, was it a flag every year from year seven to ten, I think. we uh, Or at least made the grand final every, each of those years. It was a, a pretty scary team we had, didn't we?
2: Yeah, I reckon we – yeah, it was seven and eight, we definitely won. Yeah. And then I reckon we – year nine, we got tipped. Um, and there were a few funny stories. Like, I think year eight, Troy Brody kicked that goal after the siren. That's right. Um, down at Mentone, which, like, was controversial in itself because – the Bernard's boys reckoned he took the mark like half a second after the siren, which I can probably say now, I probably agree with. Um, <laughs> and then we had the we had the head count as well. Do you remember that? That's, That's right, yeah. yeah. So we're we'll, we'll down by like, I reckon we're losing by about five goals or four goals in the last quarter. Someone's called a head count, and those Bernard's dogs, um, we've got <laughs> mates with a few of them still, were uh, che- cheaters, um, had about 19 on the field. So we had a replay, and we won that easily. So. That's yeah, right. Very very memorable early footy career at school. And now, I also, you, actually, the, the, sorry, the biggest memory. Yeah. I, mean, you, what colour were your boots, mate? Oh, here we go. My <laughs> colour, colour <laughs> of my yeah. boots.
0: Oh, I can't. I, I don't know, mate. What were like, they?
2: I Fro- think they had some, like silver, yeah, chrome <laughs> things, like yeah, probably. I, did. I remember that vividly. I feel like your hair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you're, going be pre- you're going to think you're pretty good to wear boots like that, Marcus. I didn't
0: know uh, this about you. <laughs> yeah, mate, I probably thought I was better than I was, that's for sure. Um, no, a- anyway, any cool to awesome. stand out with all the other superstars that we had in the team. <laughs> uh, even uh, Darcy uh, Holden uh, and
2: Sheil pulled it
0: off. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. We, you know, we had, uh, obviously, Dylan Sheil is is doing good things at Essendon at the moment here. I, I remember one day he had kicked five and had about 35 touches just in the midfield. He was doing that most weeks, actually, so... We had a pretty crazy team and it was, uh, yeah, really, really good memories there. And uh, I've completely forgotten about those boots. So thanks for bringing those up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah. No dramas. Um, now, now,
1: Tommy, I've got to ask you quickly. You, you said you moved on to, to Skev's um, from St. Bedes. Was, was La ever on the trade table for you? Did they ever put out an offer for you to go across to DLR? I have to ask as a La boy.
2: Yeah. Um, <laughs> mate, they did. Um, I answered the <laughs> phone, said, who's this? D-LAR and dial tone straight away. No, <laughs> 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 no, nah, nah, obviously not. No, nah, no, nah, it was um, yeah. I, it was, uh, you'll call bullshit on this, but um, yeah, it was the the move was was all centered around um, sort of furthering my education, and Skev's was kind of seen as like the a, a somewhat high achieving <coughs> school academically as as beads was. Um, so yeah, that was sort of the reasoning for it. Yeah, you're right. I, you're Los right. I do, I do bullshit
0: on that. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that out of the episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, we'll move on to, to late high school and um, you know getting picked up by the Suns. And I think you you was, were you doing Year Twelve up there as well. Was that uh, around that time? Was it?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I went to I did Year Eleven at Skevs, um, yeah. and then yeah, was lucky enough as a um, sort of priority, seventeen-year-old. To be picked by the Suns and um we had the option of sort of yeah staying down in Melbourne because we were in the VFL that first year when when we got sort of drafted I suppose um so yeah finished year 12 up on the Gold Coast and yeah that was a that was a great year up there um went to a, a co-ed school for the first time which was yeah which was good fun um and yeah somehow got into uni and yeah here we are 10 years later.
0: <laughs> yeah, beautiful. Um, yeah, that would have been, yeah, crazy times, especially being in year 12 and, and doing that big move as well. It would have been, uh would have been uh, all happening for you. But, um, take us back to your, to your debut. Do you, how, how well do you remember it and who was it against and, you know, what, what's your, what's your biggest memory from your, from your debut?
2: Yeah, it was, um, yeah, pretty special actually. I remember, I remember the week before where I feel like I should have got a game um, and then sort of chat with, chat with shits and, um, everything else went because I got called into to Bluey's office right and um, had had a pretty good game um, that week I think the ruckmen that we had in weren't doing too well um, and the boys were sort of pumping me up and like "Oh well, mate you're close like surely this week so I go into the office and Bluey's like oh had a good game on the weekend didn't you and I was like oh yeah it was okay you know I can work on this thing the average the average line you throw out um, and he's like do you, do you think you should play this week and I was like so I was like, yes, here we go. It's like, oh, yeah, I well, feel, feel I'm ready. Love an opportunity. And and then he goes, well, you're not. Um, so work on this. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, yeah, I just remember storming out into the locker room and, and whatever else. But, um, yeah, obviously, fast forward two weeks. Um, yeah, got the call up. Shane O'Brien delivered the message to me. Um, and then, yeah, called the parents. Um, and we played, who did we play? Played Adelaide over there um, at the old footy oval. Uh, and, yeah, just remember sort of pre-game walking around the hotel, picking everyone's brains as to how they sort of dealt with nerves before their first game. Um, and, yeah, it was just, yeah, great experience. Started on the bench, uh, which probably helped. Um, but, yeah we, yeah, we yeah, it was a good game. It was a few highlights. Gaz, Gaz put on a, another 40 disposal game. And Trent McKenzie kicked a couple from 70, I reckon. But, um, yeah, unfortunately we lost. But, yeah, the one thing I'll, I'll never forget is we we'll, are we'll coming close. I think we kicked like two or three in a row and then Adelaide kicked one back and I just remember went through the goals and then just jogging back to the center circle just like this distorted noise in my ear from like the Adelaide 19th man as they call him just like screaming their heads off it was pretty surreal feeling, pretty cool feeling.
1: Yeah, that would have been incredible. Can't even imagine what that would have been like. Now, I just have to ask this quickly as well because being a Richmond supporter there's been a lot of controversy about the guy this year is is Tom Lynch a good guy? Because everyone's talking a lot of shit about him this year. And I, I need to know. I need some clarification
2: if he's a good guy or not. Mate, mate Lynch is one of the all-time grades. So it's, it's funny. I've kind of switched off from footy um, coming back this year and getting stuck into work. But whenever I see like his name up in, in the headlines and all the clickbaiting headlines that go through it, it's one thing that like gets me pretty, pretty upset, actually. Because, um, yeah, like he's I yeah, couldn't speak higher of him.
1: Oh, I got a few. I got a few people. I got to show this footage then because yeah, I want to show the footage at the do. moment. <laughs> <laughs> please um, do. And that's you know, quite, that's the
2: classic thing with with like footballers too, right? Like you get white line fever. He'd be an absolute C word to play against, but yeah, after the final siren, he's yeah legend.
1: Yeah, as soon as you walk off the ground, a lot of people change. But um,
2: mm.
1: obviously we're all in lockdown in Melbourne, as you know, and people are bored, trying to find things to do. And for some reason, I decided to put uh, AFL Evolution in the old PlayStation and play a bit of a career mode. And this is where I've actually got a bit of a beef with you. I, I was uh, undefeated the whole season until we came up against the Suns and your player kicked about three against me and won the game by about two goals. So <laughs> got a bit of beef with you. I'm happy with the <laughs> AFL Evolution play. If you give me oh. a bit of a, do you, do you play is that it's surreal having a PlayStation character?
2: How good is that? When you're, uh, your online character's better <laughs> than you in real life. That's right. <laughs> um, oh, I actually, yeah, I have played, played with him once. Um, yeah I just remember like obviously never bought I'm fairly into my video games actually Um, but yeah never bought a game since like AFL Live 2005 when you could take hangers on no one standing there Um, but yeah I just remember I had like the pink boots so took a leaf out of Squatto's book Um, (laughs) and what else did I have oh yeah I reckon one game I like I taped my wrists up and I'm pretty sure like on that first game I had wrist tape on my character so yeah that's what I remember
1: (laughs) unreal now um, you know we've spoken about it already, and you had the opportunity to live well most kids' dreams. I think, especially Australian kids' dreams, and that was to be interviewed on Toasted TV. Tell us what that experience was like. <laughs> That's
2: huge That's great. Getting ready to give the old cliche spiel. Um, how did that come about? That was yeah. That, so they came down and they didn't. An, yeah, they did an episode. Um, yeah, I don't even know why they did it, but yeah, they, we did like um, footy challenges and stuff. Um, and they actually like asked me to come on and co-host the next week, so um, yeah, I was stoked with that. But yeah, those lads were, were rippers. Um, I think one of them's living in London now and doing like film production, maybe over there. But um, yeah, that obviously evolved from what we'd remember as Cheese TV back in the day. So yeah, the best. Getting up at, yeah, getting up at six thirty and watching um, Oz Aerobics with all the little ladies in their life <laughs> Um <laughs> to learn the core exercises, of course. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, that was yeah, that was a pretty cool experience. You don't you don't get a heap um, of opportunity like that up on the Gold Coast because obviously it's a bit of a smaller market. So to be able to do something like that was yeah, was a lot of fun.
1: Now it was a funny episode too. I did give it a watch. I did my research before this. So I did <laughs> yeah. give it a watch. Hey, well, that, that was, you could tell it was in Queensland because those other blokes, especially the blonde haired dude, I don't remember his name, but he was awful. At yes. Queensland. He yeah, was a shocking kick of the footy.
2: <laughs> Poor bugger, I didn't but. help him much either with that technique, did I? Yeah.
1: No, well, he should have done practice before you got there. He knew <laughs> what was coming.
2: <laughs> agreed, agreed. Um,
1: no, obviously playing football in Queensland, um, a bit different to playing down here. You've probably got the warmer weather, um, the less media attention as, you know, NRL is probably the biggest sport there. What was it like? Was it, was it pretty cool playing footy, um, you know, when it didn't rain as much as it would here? And was it, what was that like?
2: Yeah, I had a bit of a listen to your episode with Jack Sketcher actually, and he touched on it with the waffle, didn't he? So, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Like, yeah, up there, like, we, in terms of rain, like, if we ever had um, rainy training sessions, uh, we had a couple of, like, torrential rain games, but normally they'd be, like, in the summer, like in the pre-season, during the wet season, um, and, you yeah, you'd go out to train at, um, like, 8 o'clock to try and beat the heat, and then you'd just get this, like, massive downpour for, like, an hour. So, yeah, that was that was pretty interesting. They were like they were pretty fun sessions. Um, but in terms of yeah, in terms of like a footballing environment, i yeah, totally convinced that Gold Coast is like the ideal ideal environment for those reasons you mentioned. Like whether you it takes five minutes to warm up, um, it's conducive to playing footy all year round. Bit bit slippery. Um and then yeah, there's it's a it's a bubble up there in terms of no media attention and scrutiny. So I felt you were able to switch off pretty easily. Um, so yeah, it was can't compare it down to Melbourne because obviously never sort of ha- like had that scrutiny and, and was like you'd go out to cafes and, and get ripped on or read your name in the front page or whatever. Um, but yeah, in terms of that, it was, it's, it's a pretty good, pretty good place to, to play footy. All
0: right, I think we uh we have to ask this. and I'm sure all our listeners w- would love to know. So what was it like playing with the great man, Gary Ablett, um, you know, on the field, off the field, give us a, Give us a rundown of, of the man himself and, uh, yeah, I will be the, the greatest player of all time.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Like, Again, super lucky to have had that opportunity. Um, another all-time great off the field, just such a generous, caring um, man he is, um, quite religious, which is, which is great for him, works for him, and um, he takes all those values and, um, yeah, epitomizes them. Um, yeah, you just remember, like, training, he'd always, like, he just knew what was going to happen 10 seconds before everyone else. But he'd he'd then go and spend the time to talk through what, like how he processed the game to the younger midfielders. So yeah, my my memories of him were always just teaching the younger guys and spending a lot of time with him Um, on the field. Yeah. Obviously like his highlights and everything speak for themselves. Um, I think he had his, he had a bit of a milestone game earlier in the year and uh, one of the guys um, mentioned for work uh, from work mentioned I appeared on one of the highlights and it was yeah horrendous highlight he just Gaz just pinpointed me out and I wasn't even expecting the ball to come and he found me inside 50 and hit me on the chest so that kind of speaks volumes to, to what he did but uh, yeah a couple of the games um, I think against Collingwood um, he had like four and like 30 odd won the game off his own boot and did that a number of times and I just remember just like looking at like Rory Thompson or whoever it was and being like is this guy for real like <laughs> give us give us some spotlight, mate. But no, nah, he was yeah, obviously yeah, obviously his accolades speak for themselves.
0: Yeah, couldn't imagine. I mean he's uh yeah, you see him now, he's what, 35, 36, he's still playing good footy and um yeah, just, we're pretty privileged to to still be watching Gary Albert run around as well. And uh it'd be good to see him win the flag at the end of the year as well with the cats if that happens. So um, um. but but you, well It'd have to be a good footy story. I know, I know, you want to say the tallest <laughs> wing queen, but it would be a great footy story. Um, it would, it would, it would. Yeah, you. T- you touched on playing up in Queensland before, on, you know the warmer weather and, and the lifestyle up there. But did you ever consider coming home at any stage and, and coming to a Victorian club, or did you get any interest in, in regards to that, or did you were you happy just staying up there for, for most of your career?
2: Yeah, I was. Whenever sort of contract time came around, which is kind of every two years. Um, the manager had asked the question, but I'd always be hell-bent on staying and, and trying to build something from the ground up, which I was lucky enough to be a part of. Um, I suppose it was probably not until, well, pretty much till last year when um, Witsi was obviously captain and playing really good footy that I thought about moving elsewhere. Um, and there was a little bit of interest there. There was, yeah, there was always questions asked earlier on in my career from other clubs, from Vic from and New South and, um, and that. But, um, yeah, I was actually, yeah, thinking heavily about potentially making a move sort of like for this year for 2020 but um yeah as it sort of as the like the off season and trade week panned out I just yeah realized that I was ready for the next step in life and um footy wasn't my passion anymore so not yeah I didn't really think about moving back home or anything like that until yeah later on in my career
0: yeah okay yeah fair enough so uh leads me on to the, the next question. Like what What is the plan now going forward with uh, with life? And, you know, you, you said you, you've lost your passion for footy a bit. So I'm guessing those footy days are done then?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, had had a few ammo clubs ring up and um, try and twist the arm. But, no, all, yeah, as I said, um, really happy to move on to the next phase of my life, which is um, in the finance world, in investment banking. So, yeah, I was, again, really lucky to... to um, finished my commerce degree up there while I was playing. Um, the uni we went to was super, super helpful to us. Our absolute legends, um, really flexible with all our exams and everything like that. So um, yeah, did the uni, uh, the commerce degree, came down to Melbourne and um, just met with a bunch of sort of, um, yeah, um, accounting firms and um, investment banks and bulge brackets and stuff like that. And yeah, it was lucky enough, I think as I was mentioning earlier, to, to land a gig sort of end of Feb. Um, and since then, I have just, yeah, been getting my teeth stuck into that so I'm in the uh, what's called the equity capital markets team um uh, at Henslow uh, just give them a little plug but so that <laughs> probably means nothing to, to anyone out there but um yeah really enjoying that and um yeah just trying to learn as much as I can because yeah it's, it's a, quite a transition going from school uh into footy for 10 for another 10 years so you, you're somewhat institutionalized but um yeah working in, in the finance world is yeah something I'm really enjoying.
0: I love it, mate. That's great. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we've got got for today, mate. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to to have you on the pod. It's, um, you know, greatly appreciated and we've had a great yarn and, um, you know, bringing up my footy boots is, is, uh, something that took me off guard, but, um, but we love it. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but no, we We're really the appreciate
2: fans you. Just give the fans what
0: I want, mate. <laughs> that's it. That's <laughs> it. I'm sure I'm going to cop a bit of stick for that now, but that's all right. <laughs> um, but no, mate, we, uh, we really appreciate you coming on and, uh, it's uh, it's been a pleasure, and I'm sure all the listeners are going to get a lot out of this and um, a bit of insight into the sons and and yourself. So um, thanks a lot, mate, and we'll uh, hopefully chat to you soon.
2: No dramas, lads. Yeah, appreciate you having me on, and I'll I'll talk to some of um, maybe the Richmond boys for you, Quinn. But uh, no promises. But yeah, we <laughs> love what you're doing in, in ISO, and you have got to do something outside of it. So I'll I'll see if I can drag one of them on. But um, yeah, all the best with it, and yeah, love what you've done so far.
1: Well, I won't hold you to it, but I do really appreciate that. So,
2: very- <laughs> You've got me on record now, don't you?
1: I've got That's it. You can't take your word back now. I've got you. <laughs> yeah. no,
2: yeah. right. Thanks, All lads. Good. Appreciate it. Cheers, Tommy. Thanks very appreciate much. Appreciate it, mate. We hope you
0: enjoyed the chat with Tommy as much as we did. But as we say every week, please leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to us on YouTube, and share it with your family and friends. All the love and support is greatly appreciated, and it doesn't go unnoticed. So tune in for our next episode as we preview round 18 and review round 17.